Hello, I'm Rhonda Nowak for the Mail Tribune and Rosebud Media. This is The Literary Gardener for June 3rd, 2021. The topic this time is Diagnose and Deal with Primary and Secondary Problems in Your Vegetable Garden. Four essential physical factors affect how successful your garden will be. Temperature, soil, light, and water. Considering these factors from the beginning will take you a long way toward the delicious harvest of your dreams. David Deerdorf and Catherine Wadsworth, What's Wrong with My Vegetable Garden, 2011. This week, I've been half-heartedly removing rosemary bushes from the Bard's Garden at Hanley Farm. I wanted to create an aromatic rosemary hedge in the winter's tail garden plot, but several of the dozen young shrubs I planted four years ago have not been growing happily ever after. Each spring, entire branches of the now three feet tall rosemary bushes have died back. In addition, the branches tended to spread out from the lower trunk like a cup with a large gap in the middle of the bush. And this growth habit has not made an attractive border after all. Drats! Rosemary, or salvia rosmarinus, synonym rosmarinus officinalis, is a Mediterranean herb that likes warm, sunny weather, mild winters, and well-draining soil. It doesn't require a lot of moisture or nutrients in the soil to grow well. It's not a particularly fussy plant to grow, so what's wrong with the rosemary bushes in my garden? According to Deerdorf and Wadsworth, I can narrow down the root cause of my rosemary's discontent by considering the adequacy of temperature, soil, light, and water conditions in the garden to meet the plant's needs. It's highly likely that the rosemary shrubs have been overwatered because they are on the same overhead sprinkling system as the rest of the garden and the field crops at the farm. Since it's impossible to change the watering conditions in the garden right now, I reluctantly made the decision to remove most of the rosemary plants, at least in the winter's tail plot, because they seem to get more water there than in other areas of the garden. Of course, having optimal growing conditions conditions is important for all plants in the garden, perhaps most especially our vegetables and herbs. Deerdorf and Wadsworth previously wrote What's Wrong with My Plant in 2009, but this time they focused on growing healthy organic vegetables in the backyard garden. They note, creating an intact, albeit artificial, ecosystem that functions the way a natural ecosystem does just makes sense. Nature is the silent partner who makes our gardens work. To help gardeners work effectively with nature, the authors provide plant portraits of garden vegetables, from artichokes to zucchini. Each portrait describes ideal growing conditions for the plant, as well as its uses in the garden and how to plant seeds or seedlings in the ground or in containers. The authors emphasize polyculture in which different kinds of plants are planted together. They state this is one of the most important things you can do to keep your plants pest and disease free.
Their simple planting advice takes the mystery out of polyculture. Just be sure each plant's nearest neighbor is different from itself. When problems do crop up in the vegetable and herb garden, it's helpful to recognize when they are related to temperature, soil, light, and water conditions. Deerdorf and Wadsworth provide handy charts in their book that include plant photographs, a description of plant symptoms, and a diagnosis of the problem. For example, one entry shows and describes plant leaves that have turned brown at the tips and along the edges. The diagnosis is leaf scorch from insufficient water and hot temperatures. Organic solutions to address each diagnosis are also presented in the charts. For leaf scorch, the authors suggest ways to manage water more effectively and how to modify the effects of hot temperature with shade cloths and other strategies. Most pest problems stem from the lack of resiliency of weakened plants to ward off insects and pathogens that are always present in a natural ecosystem. It's helpful to identify when insects or fungal or bacterial diseases have affected vegetable plants in order to know which solutions will be most effective. Deerdorf and Wadsworth include charts with common insect pests and diseases of particular plant families. For example, the book has four pages of charts describing symptoms, diagnoses, and solutions for problems with beans and peas in the legume family. The charts confirmed that my young bean plants are being eaten by beetles, for which the authors suggest using row covers, encouraging beneficial insects, and or applying insecticidal soap to the leaves. I'm reminded of something interesting I read in Nigel Palmer's book, The Regenerative Grower's Guide to Garden Amendments. He said healthy, robust plants are more effective at photosynthesizing, so they have higher levels of sugar in their tissue. This makes the plants unpalatable to insects. If my bean plants are full of holes from cucumber or flea beetles, it's a good indication they aren't photosynthesizing optimally. And that brings me back to considering which of the four essential factors is lacking in the garden for these bean plants. My guess is that they might not be getting enough sunlight. I either have to modify the site, move the bean plants, or plan better for next year. Fortunately, the beans are in a container so they can be moved to a sunnier location. I appreciate the value of a problem-solving approach that addresses root causes of plant problems, as well as secondary issues that come up when growing conditions are less than ideal. By using a two-pronged approach, I could be asking what's wrong with my vegetable garden a lot less frequently. My garden to-do list this week includes in the vegetable beds, this is the last week I direct seed basil, beans, beets, carrots, cucumbers, and pumpkins. And it's the last week I transplant seedlings of melons, tomatoes, peppers, eggplant, and celery. In the flower beds, this is the last week I direct sow or transplant seedlings for summer and fall blooms. I'm collecting my weeds and other plant debris for fermented plant juice. I'm finding this is an easy-to-make foliar spray and soil drench for my plants. 
I'll take pictures of plant problems, particularly in the vegetable beds, and use what's wrong with my vegetable garden to identify, diagnose, and resolve issues. And that's it for the Literary Gardener this time. Thanks so much for listening and happy gardening.